Welcome back, everyone. It is the Me To E Talk podcast. And yes, it is the Truth Serum series where we promise to tell you the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So So help me God. Thank you all for joining us yet again on the Me To We Talk podcast. And just in case you forgot, this podcast is for marriages, those that are engaged and those that are seriously dating and seeking marriage. And we want to help you get from me to we one couple at a time. Now, let's get to the good part. Make sure that you follow this episode. And all you got to do is hit that notification button right there. Yes, and now you will find out about our latest episodes. Isn't that good? All day. All right. Come through, people. Come through. (laughs) Well, I guess we should talk about our latest episode because we're going to jump in as usual. And it is called, Thank God I Dodged That Bullet. Mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It is. And so when I say that, let me give you what the idiom, what means dodge a bullet is, okay? Okay. So it says the origin of the idiom dodge a bullet comes from the use of guns. A bullet is a metal projectile for firing from a gun. Correct. Right? In that sense, you do want to avoid a bullet so that you're out of harm's way. Mm. So to dodge a bullet means to avoid a dangerous or negative situation. And this comes from nativenation.com. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you, you want to make sure that you dodge a dangerous or negative situation, something that brings you down. Okay. And so, you know, this Thanksgiving, I think we have a lot to be thankful for. I would agree with that. Can I can I go real for a second? Then I bring the funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. 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 Go ahead. Because when you said it, it took me to a place because I remember when I was a teenager. Oh. And n- not knowing any better. Mm-hmm. My friend had a gun. Oh, it was yeah. a little a little twenty two. He brought it around the house and he was like, Hey, look at this, look at this. And like, you know, we're like, you know, I'm like fourteen, like, ooh, ah, ooh. Mm-hmm. And so he put it in my hand and I was like, you know, I never held a gun before and he was like right. so I was but the first thing out of my mind is like, it's a safety on. And he was like, Yeah, the safety's on, don't worry about it. So, you know, I'm I'm just looking at it, looking at it. And then all of a sudden it goes off in my hand. I wasn't even playing with it, I don't believe, but it goes off and I shoot the garbage can. <gasps> So I think of, I always think about that moment because that, that was really defining where what if I was silly and stupid enough wow. to be playing with it and wow. pointing it at a friend or, you know, something of that nature. Yeah. And it goes off that way. Wow. Like I literally think about that. And, and when you said this title, yeah. especially around Thanksgiving, because I am thankful. Yeah. But I think about the fact the trajectory of his life, let alone my own life. Oh, yeah. Could have been so much different. Had we been really fooling around and like toying with it like it was an actual toy versus it being a real gun. Right, if you had pointed it at him. And, you know, especially when you think about what happened uh, on the set with Alec Baldwin. Mm. You know, uh, you know that alone, yes, you, you know, the, I, I, I just think about that one when you just said that. It just, yeah, you, your life would have been different. I don't know that anyone would have seen it as a mistake or Whose home's house, the home you were in, right? We were, in, we were in my backyard. You were in your backyard. So my parents would have probably been liable for something and things exactly. of that nature. It's like so many things that could have snowballed into something a lot worse, obviously. 
So in that case, I strongly believe he was covering me. He did. And I'm just grateful. I'm thankful. Yeah. You know, I dodged that bullet, per se. Yeah, you did, literally and figuratively. Thank you. I thank God for that. That takes a moment. We have to think. I didn't know that you were going to say that when we were planning this episode. I think a lot of times we, we make light and we are joyful because that's just who we are. Right. But we have to have those real moments, those truthful moments, so that people know like think about that will we be on a podcast will we be even married yeah. would we have had children come on now you know what would your life have been like you know and so i say all that to say people gun safes and things of that nature you have to if, if you have a gun in your home make sure it's a top priority to keep it locked up and away from children yeah because children don't know any better they don't and i was a teenager so come on now let alone a little child so i encourage you to have a gun safe keep it locked up keep it put away mm -hmm. and don't even let the kids know where it is you know yeah i agree well i will tell you that when we were originally thinking of this episode i was thinking about the many people in dating and and also marriages that are currently in marriages and I wonder, do they believe they dodged a bullet or not? Okay. You know? And I think about, you know, when I was dating, and I remember there was someone that, um, you know, before you and I got right. married. The plethora of men you no, dated. No, it was the not plethora? a plethora. Okay, Don't the, call the, me out like that. The stable. The stable? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Anyway. Uh. No, I, th I think about I think about it was a particular person that um, I was engaged to and all is forgiven at least I'm forgiving I hope this person forgives me now but I will say that you know when we were dating you know the person always had a habit of you know bringing me down tearing me down mm -hmm. um, making me feel as though I was not enough or I was insignificant they were a little bit older than me right. and they had accomplished things before I had accomplished things and rightfully so because of the age difference now it wasn't a huge age difference but it was enough for him to have more life experiences than I did. Okay. And so every single time it was, oh, you're not going to do that because you're going to be barefoot and pregnant. Or you're, or if you, if I had an accomplishment in my career, it'd be like, oh, it doesn't matter because you're going to be barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> I'm serious. And then I would just go like, okay, like this is the only thing you see me for. Not that that is a bad thing because I believe bringing children in the world is the most greatest gift you can give to anybody. Yes. But when you make that person feel like they are only an incubator and not a person and the person that you love and want to be with, now that I know what full love feels like, I recognize that that wasn't the real thing. Okay. And so I remember I, I accepted the engagement and it was even done really wrong the way that he even, you know, proposed to me. <laughs> like, it really was. Like, my family wasn't invited. He was very narcissistic. Mm. And I would say he was very condescending. Um, and just had a way of making he he often was a person that was gaslighting me i know it now i didn't know what it was then okay. but i know now that's what it was and he took me to uh the restaurant chain downtown in chicago um uh, pf chang's and um at the time i'll be honest i didn't like pf chang's i like it now they have a new menu <laughs> right but i did not like it then um, and that, and if I wanted to be uh, proposed to, I wanted it to be somewhere, you know, in nature. I wanted it to be pretty or or something fun or a theme to it, right? Right. 
I just didn't understand the purpose of it, you know? And we had not really talked about engagement prior. Mm. He would just make statements like, hey, you know, when I am with you, you're going to be barefoot and pregnant. And that was it. And I was like, I mean, like, how do you skip steps? Like, how is that something you say to someone all the time and you think they think that's a compliment, you know? Or you don't even care if they think it is one. But needless to say, um, he proposed to me there, never told me none of my friends or family were there. And it was all his friends, all his coworkers. Mm. And he got on his knee and I was just like, wow. So he thinks to ask them, but he was always trying to isolate me from my, my friends and family, like keep me from everyone else. Wow. And he would often beat me down, like in, in words, you know? And okay. so when he asked me, I didn't want to embarrass him in front of everybody, right? Because honestly, in my mind, I was like, no, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like disgusted by it um, because I was actually thinking to break up with him. Like I was like, I'm going to probably break up with him that weekend or the, at least the weekend after. Soon enough. Basically. Yeah, okay. it, it was it was coming up. But I was trying to find the words. And because he was so domineering towards me mm-hmm. and I felt like I wasn't my true self, you mm-hmm. know, like I was like, wow. Like when I think of who I am now and how like being married to you and what God has empowered me to be. I just was a shell of who I am, you know, now in comparison, if you think about it then. Okay. And so, you know, when he, when he asked me, um, he got on his knees and it was such an arrogant proposal too, you know, like (laughs) it was like, this is going to be the best day of your life. You're going to be lucky if you say yes to me and da, da, da. And I was just looking at him and I was like, oh my God. And so everyone was looking, his friends and family, and they were all cheering it on. But I was like, well, where's my friends and family? You know, and that even made me want to say no more. I was like, dang, how do you not see? I'm not happy, you know, Mm. but he couldn't see it on my face. I didn't look happy. And so he, you know, he got on, handed me the ring and he didn't wait for me to say I do. He already was putting it on my finger and then he was like, all right, let everybody know. Okay, this is the time. And he was telling people to take pictures. And I was just like, (laughs) and I nodded and it was like, it's yes. He's like, she said yes. I never said yes. I nodded. And to him, that was enough. And I felt so terrible, you know, as a person. And so I remember going into the bathroom and washing my hands, you know. And one of his friends, that was, I guess, a co-worker, uh, came in and was just like a little much today. And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's a big undertaking. I was like, yeah. And I'm just washing my hands. And she said, she stops and she turns off the sink water and she goes, you don't seem happy. You didn't seem happy the whole time. And it's just like, I've always said that about him. He never notices when people don't feel good about something. He, right. He's always off base. And then I was just like, no, I'm not happy. Mm. You know? And then yeah. she was just like, well, don't stay in this. Don't let this go any further than tonight. And I remember when we left and we were there till the very end. I was so tired. My feet hurt, all of this. So when we finally get into his car and we're driving down um, it, you know, if you are from Chicago or know the Chicago area, there's a lot of one ways downtown, you know, and it's to direct traffic towards the expressway, but just to really, you know, take care of traffic so that you're not uh, creating issues in front of major, you know, re- restaurants or historical places. Okay. So with that being said, we had to go one way. And so he kept on talking about where he had already put money down on a hall and all this. And I was, and I turned to him so slowly, like, how do you make all these decisions without me? So I'm just supposed to stand there, you know? And, and I'm, I guess I was a trophy, you know? Mm, like, you know, really? Like no, a I mean, trophy you're wife. younger, so you must be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I must have been then, but I don't know that um, 
it's not the trophy I wanted to be. Let me right. put it like that. Facts. You know, I want to be in heaven. <laughs> and that most certainly felt like hell. And, you know, I just remember, long story short, him saying in the car how he, him and his mother worked it out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, and she's never going to leave. You know, it was just a terrible situation. So when I said that, he was just like, so he kept on going. And I said to him, have you noticed you never asked me if I'm happy? You never asked me if these are things that I wanted to do. Right. And I was just trying to say it to him. And, and he was like, right, right. But like I said, it's your lucky day if you get with me. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, okay. And so um, I told him, I said, what if I don't think it's my lucky day? And then he said, what do you mean? And then I was just like, I don't want to continue with this. He said, continue with what? And I said, continue with you. And he was like, what? And he just started letting me have it. And when I tell you letting it, letting me have it, he was cursing at me. He used word combinations I had never heard before. Mm -mm. He was so disrespectful. And so when we got to the light and I knew it was about to turn, he had to go down the one way, it, meaning he could not stop. He had to keep going because there were police officers there, traffic police. Um, when we stopped, I just jumped out the car and left the ring. And he was like, get back in the car. And I was just like, no. Wow. And I, I left and I went across the street to uh, a hotel and I booked myself a room. And one of my friends at the time came and picked me up that morning. And I like at the time, he made my phone go dead because he called it so much. He filled up my voicemail and everything. And it was just it was a very bad situation. Um, you know, skip ahead. So I broke up with him a week later, week later, this is what he does. A week later, I get a, a magazine. It was sent to my home, okay? Okay. And um, it was a, you know, very popular black magazine. And in it, Did they you had- just say what it was? It was, it, it was Jet Magazine. Okay. And, you know, at the time, you know, when you got married, you could put, you could submit for your um, your wedding photos, right? Mm. And it was like, oh, I want to do that one time. You know, I want to see how what that looks like. Right. And I remember saying it to him. And I had given that, like I said, that ring back. Now, mind you, I said that, right? So it was a week later. No, I take that back. It wasn't a week later. I think it was two and a half weeks later. I think it was two and a half weeks later. It had to be yes. So anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it, it was a while ago. I had opened up the magazine. And I feel like it got sent to me because I never had that magazine sent to me before. It was sent to me. And in the pages is him and another person married wearing the ring that I gave back. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, I'm not saying I want you to hurt, but don't you want someone when you break up with them, they're not moving that quick on, you know? And he had to show you what you missed out on. Yes. and But it let me know that that was a relationship that was running concurrent with me, right? I get it, it. It really let me know. And so I, I know I said a whole lot, you know? You did. You did. And the one thing I want to kind of, I want to go back to a couple of things you said. Mm -hmm. So for one, you said when you first got with him, you didn't realize the narcissistic tendencies, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't know what they were back then. So, but you saw the signs, correct? I saw the, I saw the signs now, now that I'm older, more okay. mature. And then we have gone through different certifications and trainings. And so now I'm like, Oh, that's, that's what it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just know I didn't like it. <laughs> so, that, so you chopped it up as you just didn't like it back then. Mm -hmm. And so let me ask you this other question. Yeah. So how long were you together? Um, we were together maybe, oh, it was going on three years. Okay, so you are together for three years. Mm -hmm. Would you say you loved him? No, I think I thought I did. Okay. I think back then I thought I did. I didn't know what the meaning of love was. Okay, so uh, when you tell somebody, like, when you love me, you married me. Mm -hmm. So at that point, <laughs> I, I'm assuming he said to himself, well, she loves me, so maybe she'll marry me. So obviously the love you have for him mm -hmm. didn't, didn't equate to love. Well, no. didn't equate to marriage, let me be clear. 
in my mind, no. It for him, to him, no. It, and it was just it was small things that were adding up to big things, you know. And that was a part of maturity, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I did. I wasn't mature enough then. I wasn't ready. And so that's what I mean. Like, you know, me rejecting him was by far the best decision I ever made in my life. Would you say your age played a part in it as well, or just the fact that you didn't, or just the fact you weren't ready for marriage in general, not just with him? I think I wasn't ready for marriage for him, but I don't know that I truly even considered marriage. Honestly, really, to me and you got together, I never really considered it. Okay. It wasn't something that was on my radar. Right, you know, right. I was thinking like, oh, I'll do it one day. You know, that's mm. how I thought, and you know, I felt like it was being pressed upon me. You know, to be married, but I, but he wanted me to conform. You know, he wanted me to be a certain way, certain package. He wanted me to sit there, not speak, act like a kid. Okay. And yeah, that's, you know me. It, I'm not suitable for that. I get you. No, you, you can't put Ron in the box. You can't put baby in the corner. I got you. <laughs> Shut up, Cannell. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone should ever be put in a box. And not just me, but anyone. So if you've been faced with that situation, yeah, like that one was an eye-opening situation. You know, let me give you an example. I think if, if I had not dodged that bullet, I think I simultaneously would have married a condescender because he was something small then over marriage. Remember what we told you all before and we tell people in our premarital classes, a lot of times, you know, what we think is cute in dating right. grows into something in marriage. That's and true. so it amplifies. Marriage amplifies who you really are. And those things you don't like will just become that much more of a... Yes. I don't want to say nitpicky, but they, 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 you really be like, oh, my God, I really don't like you. <laughs> right. I don't like this. But, you right. know, it was something else you had said, and mm -hmm. I, it had me thinking as well. Mm -hmm. Because the fact of the matter is, like, some of the people that listen to this podcast and that we talk to, mm -hmm. once they find themselves between that rock and a hard place like you yes. were in, mm -hmm. they'll stay there. Yeah. Because they don't know how to get out. And they don't, they don't know how to use their own voice to get themselves out. Mm -hmm. Because they feel obligated. Like, I, I quote, unquote, took this man's proposal which means I have to marry him. I have to yeah. try to make it work. Yeah. We've been together for three years. This supposedly should come next. That's true. And people just like follow, like just keep going down that line. Yeah. Whether they like it or not. And that's crazy. And you know what? I, I understand. I understand where they're coming from. I understand it's that weak moment. And you're wondering, is it me? You know? And that's part of that cat gaslighting tendency, right? Mm -hmm. You know, where they make you believe, they qu make you question your own thoughts. You know, that's gaslighting. Right. And that's what was happening to me but if you're feeling like you're in a rock in a hard place I want you to know this let me show you the difference when I got with Connell everything was easy Say it was it. so easy I was easy no <laughs> <laughs> shut up Connell anyway he was easy to love um, it was easy to be loved and it was encouraging I felt that we were building one another up Thanks. rather than tearing each other down yes and it's not to say we didn't we don't have problems or we don't have issues but there are more good times than bad and even when they are bad we can rely on the good times to get us through until the bad times are over and so when I see that and I think about that 
and I dodged a bullet because I'm telling you right now, I probably would have either simultaneously been extremely poor from going to divorce court with this uh, gentleman, but I believe I would have been going through quite a bit of therapy and, and don't let me have had children by this person. Come on now. Like I truly dodged a bullet. Hit him in your life forever. Yes. And, and, and it's hard to break. Only God can break that, you know? And I just, I'm just so glad that it didn't go there. Like, you know, the relationship didn't go where it could have. And I hope that, you know, that gentleman felt the same, you know, <laughs> um, because like the life that we have right now, I'm like, eh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. You know, uh, when I think about that. Mm. So that was actually a very interesting story. <laughs> thank and, you, sir. And, and not that I haven't it's heard it truth. before. It is. I, and we've talked about this before. So it's nothing that I hadn't heard before. That's but true. you know, I love your, your storytelling is impeccable. <laughs> And so when I think about my own dodging a bullet story, oh, I it's, hear this it's nowhere. No, it's nowhere near as impactful. <laughs> Why do you not, say that? Because it might it, be because it's not mine. It's going to be a little bit more sappier. Oh, shut from, up! Just, just from the standpoint of how I'm going to illustrate it. Because when I think about dodging a bullet, I don't think about it from a relationship standpoint. Because you know, okay. I, I never put myself in a situation where I was going to propose to anybody or anybody thought they were going to get proposed to. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at dodging a bullet is the fact that. Like, you know, how you, if you would have turned left, you never would have went right and you never would have did this and that, Ooh, right? Oh, yeah. So I think about the fact, like, there was two instances where I, I wouldn't have been in this area to have met you. Oh. So for one, like, college. Initially, my intention was not to come home after college. I was going to be moving to Texas. Right. But the Oh, j- I didn't know Texas. I knew yeah. about Atlanta. Well, no, that was the second time. But the job I had with a certain company kind of fell through because you know how, like, right before you graduate, you do all these interviews mm-hmm. and, you know, you see what sticks Okay And so this one lady was like You know you're great We would love to have you Yada 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 I just gotta do a couple more interviews Just to kind of fill my quota mm-hmm. But I got you Right And so she kept saying that For like three months And she never got back to me But I graduated Had to make a decision Stay down here Go home Came back home Okay And so and the rest of the story Unfolded from there right Right I Met you So even coming back home Before I met you You know I had one job At one place Which led to the other job Where you and I met Right and so before I even kind of met met you, I always knew that job could be transferred anywhere. And I had already been real tight with my boys down in Atlanta. Yeah, you did tell me that. Right. You said, so you I was, said hey, I'm, I'm only, I only took this job because I knew it could transfer. Right. So it literally like, what, maybe two or three weeks before I met you, I was looking to transfer the job to Atlanta. Yeah. And like do my thing in Atlanta. Yeah. But like I say, you go left instead of right. or You go right instead of left. Um, I ended up meeting you two weeks before I put the job transfer in. And bada boom, bada bing. So yeah, my that's my whole dodge the bullet. My dodging a bullet is God putting my steps in order. Well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that, but He kept me on this in this lane and on this path, which led me to you, which led us to this life, which led us to having all these beautiful children, <laughs> and led us to this podcast today. Yeah. So. I say, like I said, it's going to be a little sappy because it's talking about you, who I love to talk about, but, you know, I want to pump your head up too high. (laughs) But nevertheless, like, hands down, like, if it wasn't for him and ordering my steps and putting me on the straight and narrow and keeping me this lane instead of that lane, Mm -hmm. like, none of this would have been possible today. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you, too. I'm grateful for you making that decision, too. Because remember, I was thinking about taking a job as well. Like, it was, like, just before... Because it was right in that same time frame. It's when about two and a half weeks or so. Because, and this is the crazy thing, you guys. Connell and I worked at this job for two years together and never saw each other. True. We never crossed each other's paths. But 
Uh-huh. I did hear an urban legend about <laughs> a girl named Rhonda. Like, like every so often, a brother be like, "Dude, have you seen Rhonda?" I'm like, "Who is this Rhonda you speak of? Like a mythical creature? I have never seen this person." Shut up. And then, then one day, people, one day, this dude told me, "Yeah, I'm dating Rhonda." I'm like, "I have never seen Rhonda, but okay, I'm it glad for you." It was such a lie. I'm just saying, you know, who am I to think he's lying if he's saying he's dating you? Because I've never met you. That's so I'm true. like, That's "Hey, true. okay, cool. I heard good things, so she must be that that thing right there. Uh-huh. She must be nice. You dating her?" No, you know how people lie on you. I didn't. I didn't the, that person, I think I had met only once. Um, someone had asked me because I was I was one of the hiring uh, managers there, and um, someone had asked me that I was really close friends with from church. Asked me would I interview, you know, this individual, and I interviewed him, and he did a really great job in the interview. But he looked to me like a little bitty kid, you know? <laughs> and so I just said, hey, you're going to do a great job. And I'm talking to him like he's my own little kid uh, because that's just how I looked at him, you know? Right. And and that was it. And that was the only conversation I had with him. I just helped him get a job and had him move on. And this little boy, oh, my goodness. And I do mean little boy. And he told everyone he dated me. Isn't that funny? That is. You know, people are lying on you all the time. They will. Especially when you look like you, girl. No, no. It's people that I get lied on. I want to be, I want to be with Rhonda. Okay, he's so cute. But anyway, back to that whole subject. I almost took that other job because it was an advancement move, right? Right. And then what ended up happening, um, I don't know if you all remember, but it was like right around that banking um, crisis. It was starting to happen, and it was just before uh, Barack Obama came into office, and it really affected the industry that I was working in. And so with that being said, um, I couldn't make that transfer because they, they put all jobs on freeze, on right, hold. Right, hiring. Yes, yeah, they, they put that all on hold, and I remember that situation. I was like, oh, I can't go anywhere. Then Connell and I happened to meet. And I was just like, how long have you worked here? Remember, I didn't even yes, know. I remember on that one faithful day in that manager's meeting. <laughs> we kind of looked at each other and looked down like, oh, I hope she didn't see me looking. And she was like, oh, oh I hope you didn't see me. Oh, but that brother looks good. I did think Look you looked very looks. handsome. I thought you were very handsome. Like, who's and that, I, who's and that I was big, like, who's that big head, light skin boy? <laughs> That's up. right. It's Connick. Mm. That's how it played out of my head. <laughs> that was how it played off of your head. Okay, we're good. Well, long story short, I saw him and I did think he was incredibly handsome. And I thought to myself, like, why have I never seen him before? And then it was like, you've never seen him before? He's he's been working all this time, you know. And I was like, huh? And I, I wouldn't. And I think the reason why I didn't see him is because I was I was interviewing for all those positions. Then we got put on hold. Then I end up seeing you, nah. but it was because God. Nah. No, it was God. Hold but on, it wasn't, just, it wasn't just no interviews. Don't get it twisted. It's because you was dating somebody else and you wasn't looking for nothing. Let's keep it real. What do you mean? I'm saying, you know, if your eyes is on this prize, you're not looking for that prize. That's true. So if you're focused on your relationship, quote unquote, supposedly, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) then you're not looking for anybody else. So you don't see what what you're not supposed to see. And then plus, God, you know, his his timing is perfect. It is. I don't think I opened my eyes to see you. You weren't meant to see me until the appointed time. And you weren't meant to see me until the appointed time. Right, because we can even go back. We can go back further. Like Rhonda's worked in places when I was younger. That I used to take dates for her in high school. Yep. And you know, not that I would have known her to see her, but I, if I would have thought she was cute, maybe I would have said something back then in yeah. high school. And yada yada yada. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like God. No, I don't God's, know yada yada. Mean. <laughs> Come on, that, that episode of Seinfeld. Come on. And yada yada yada. 
But God's timing and his his appointment is always on time. It's always on time. And so I'm glad about that. And I'm glad that you dodged a bullet and didn't move out of the state. And I'm glad I didn't move out the state. And I'm glad that we ended up meeting with one another again. That's that's what I'm talking about. So I know you all know somebody. You're like, oh, God, thank you. I dodged a bullet. And so I'm very grateful that hopefully that you've learned something from that situation. And for those of you who are sitting there thinking to myself, I don't think I dodged that bullet. Well, I want to tell you that there are ways. God always provides a way of escape. Amen. And, and we're not telling you to escape out your marriage because you guys are married. But if you're in a, a situation where you feel in your heart, this is something I cannot take. And I'm talking about um, the, the rightful reasons to leave a marriage. That's fine. But if you guys are simply disagreeing, you guys should work through it. And so we encourage you to find yourself a therapist, a marital counselor that can help you right. move through those issues that are considered normal for marriage. Mm. Okay? Right. You're not always going to agree. Come on now. Okay? All right? And maybe you didn't dodge a bullet. You think you're like, oh, I didn't dodge a bullet. Maybe it's just the conversation needs to change. That's all. Amen. Wouldn't you agree? I agree with that. Because, you know, I'm saying if I'm really sitting up here thinking, like, did I really dodge a bullet? Because, you know, sometimes, man, sometimes you, <laughs> you can be a little much. I'm not. You are much. But you know what? I want all of you, girl. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I want all of you right back. Come on, man. Come on, <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for joining us for the Media We Talk podcast. We hope you are thankful and you are thankful with your Thanksgiving with your family. But in so doing so, thank you for letting us tell you the truth. Thank you so much for letting us tell you the whole truth. And thank you for letting us tell you nothing but the truth. So, so help, help me God. God. See you next time. <laughs>